0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Friday, April seventeenth, twenty twenty. Is the year. I am your host, Will Hunter. My co-host, Matt Sheehan, is not here at the moment, but he's he's here, but he's not here. You'll you'll see. Um, we've uh we've got a good show for you today. We uh, had a chance to chat with former Michigan State fullback Trevin Pendleton. Now uh, you may be wondering. Why Trevon Pendleton? Um, you know, had certainly was a really good player during uh, an important stretch uh, of Michigan State football. Uh, it was on the 2013, 14, and 15 teams. I mean, he's a fullback, right? They they under the radar. They block. They do the dirty work, and, and aren't the stars that everyone wants to necessarily hear from. But Matt and I noticed that. Trevin, uh, had a knack for just making huge plays and huge games, uh, had a touchdown in the Rose bowl against Stanford, had a uh, touchdown in 2015 against Ohio state had, uh, some huge plays in the Michigan games in 2013 and 2015 should have got a touchdown in 2015. Well, we do talk about that. Um, but it was just like, man, uh, Pendleton's kind of got his name on some huge plays uh, and so we reached out to him. He wanted to come on with us and he was a really great interview. We talked to him for 25 ish minutes and, uh, there's some really good stories, some things we didn't know, um, some fun little tidbits that we'll get to. So really good show. Uh, really, uh, excited that we got Trevin on and, and really enjoyed talking with him. So we'll get to that here in just a second. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you are uh, looking for NFL mock draft stuff, getting ready for the NFL draft, check out the NFL or the Locked On NFL Mock Draft that's going on all week. You can find Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to segment one of our interview with Trevin Pendleton. All right, we are super excited now to be joined by, I'm going to say a Michigan State legend. There is a soft place in the hearts of Michigan State fans for fullbacks. Um, Trevin Pendleton is here, and he was one of the best to definitely do it uh, during the D'Antonio era at Michigan State. Trevin Pendleton uh, is here to talk to us. How are you doing, Trevin? Thanks so much for making some time for us.
1: I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having
0: me on. Absolutely. So uh real quick, we are going to be talking about some of uh Trevin's biggest plays and just Matt and I noticed this uncanny ability to make huge plays almost every time he touched the ball, um, uh, which we love uh for a fullback. But uh real quick before we get into that, you're coaching high school ball in Ohio is that end up getting Is that something you always
1: thought you'd do? Um, yeah, you know, going back to it, my dad was a longtime high school coach, um, and then my brother got into coaching. So it's kind of something that we've always done, um, always been around the game, and the game's given us so much. It was, we thought, you know, it's kind of our way of giving back to the game. So definitely something I, definitely something I always saw myself doing. Uh, obviously, thought my playing career would last a little longer than it did, but uh, you know, everything works for a reason, and you know, this is the path that God chose to lead me down. That's been great so far.
2: And right off the top, I I just got to share a little anecdote here. I think this was last year, maybe two years ago. MSU on the field wasn't having a great season, and I ran into a random guy. I truly have no idea who he was to this day. Just started talking to me about how MSU's problems would be fixed by big play trevin pendleton and how he needs to get back to msu he's probably uh, about 85 beers deep he was wearing a hawaiian shirt and as he turned around on the back of his hawaiian shirt he had a number 37 duct tape on the back of his shirt with pendleton on the back would you have any idea who that is first of all and <laughs> second of all uh if you could do you think you're in plain shape right now and could you give msu a full season if we found you eligibility
1: uh no, I don't know who that is. that's right, you know, the first for me. I've never heard anything like that uh, <laughs> as far as the uh as far as the playing shape goes no, I think those days are way past me. I'm much better with the headset <laughs> on these days.
0: see <laughs> so you're a cult hero. you didn't know that, but you are a cult, like a, a small but passionate Trevin Pendleton fan base um let's get into some of these uh these performances, these specific plays. Uh, I want to start with a fact here. I don't think you know this, but maybe you do. Um compared to someone like Benny Fowler, uh Tony Lippett, Aaron Burbridge, all the great receivers that you played with um at Michigan State, what do you think their yards per catch is related to yours? Like compared to yours. Who's got the highest
1: one out of that group? I I would have no idea. <laughs> I I'd think probably it's, Burb. It's you. Yeah, that's kind of mind-blowing. I, mean, I don't think I have the number of touches they have. I think that, I think that scale might be skewed a little bit, but, but
0: I'll take it. A little bit, but facts are facts. Um, Yeah, 17.2 yards per catch. Ooh, um, that's nice. <laughs> that That is explosive. That is classified as explosive. Um, Let's start in 2013, your sophomore year. Well, can I, um, sorry, Will. I, just, no, I, just, I,
2: I bounce one more stat off you guys, sure. too? Yeah. So, Trevin, you had 13 receptions. And just to make it crystal clear for the rest of the podcast, that play that you had against U of M where you stormed down the field, 75 yards for all intents and purposes, we are calling that a touchdown. The whole world knows that (laughs) was a touchdown. You broke the plane. We're calling that a touchdown. So at MSU, you had 13 catches for four touchdowns. That is a 31% touchdown rate. Aaron Burbridge, 165 catches for 10 touchdowns, making it roughly a 6% touchdown rate. It's safe to say, Probably better, more explosive athlete than Aaron Burbridge. <laughs> Am I getting this right? That's where we're getting at here.
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to have to text the coaches. I think I'm going to have to text uh, Coach Salem and Warner and Coach C and, and <laughs> ask them why I didn't get the ball more, I guess. Something, I don't know. Seriously.
0: <laughs> That's where we're at. Um, I want to start with really uh, two games in the 2013 season that um, you made massive plays in, and we know – you were a fantastic run blocker and that was primarily your job and you thrived in it. Those teams do not churn out yards on the ground like they did without you and the work you did there. And we respect the hell out of that. But for the purposes of this conversation, two catches for 62 yards against Michigan. And what was one of the most fun games uh, I can remember. And then two catches, 21 yards and a beautiful touchdown against Stanford. I want to start with that Michigan game. Uh, What do you remember from those plays? You kind of had like a leak out swing back uh, that you took a long distance. Like, what is it like in a Michigan, Michigan state game for you, a fullback, someone who like is not expected to make a big play to make a huge (laughs)
1: play in a game like that and make two of them really. Well, you know, obviously playing Michigan, um, it means so much to so many guys on our team uh you know we we always talk about if you win you walk the streets and if you lose you walk the alleys so you're definitely always going to try to leave it all out there for the Michigan guys in that game and then um a little fun fact about that game that I don't think really anybody knows is I actually uh the night before the game got up to uh get something to drink and trip and step backwards <laughs> and cut my pretty much my entire heel off uh a, a big chunk out of my heel and uh we oh had to my modify my shoe to oh where i just, uh, was up i was pretty much up on my toes the entire game for that game uh-huh. tried to super glue the heel back on uh, like <laughs> the, the skin back on it didn't stick so we ended up just building like a donut thing our training staff did and uh <laughs> they they kind of built this donut up and uh end up playing and it really didn't bother me at all I never really <laughs> had any pain or anything but uh you know i before the game i was like I, I just hope i can i hope i can uh you know be be productive just help the team <laughs> and then first play of the game uh completely busted play by the way yeah uh, first of the block we was gonna take a deep shot and they covered it pretty well they changed coverages and rolled over top of us covered it pretty well so uh i have no clue by the grace of god how connor <laughs> heard me or found me i mean i was definitely uh screaming and Luckily, it turned out that way, and then got some great blocking downfield, and was able to, you know, have a pretty explosive game to start the game off. Um, so, but yep. I mean, definitely my favorite play of that game though is uh, the the run by Jay Um and just getting there and knowing everything that Jay went through uh, as far as position changes, yeah, and how much that game meant for him, uh, being being below the blue line down there in the in Detroit area. Uh, that, you know, that game that game means a lot to people like that. Yeah, that was special. You were, su- sorry, Matt, no, you're, you're gonna... such a football player.
0: I love it. Um, right. <laughs> what I took from that is you would have scored a touchdown on that catch, on that broken play, had you not clipped your heel off the morning prior. That That's my big takeaway from that. Matt, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I, don't, I
0: don't know about that. <laughs> it, okay, so obviously the training st- staff knew about the injury. Did
2: you tell any of the coaches before that game or, or no?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They okay. all knew. Uh, yeah, they, they everyone everyone was aware of. it. we we tried about a million different ways to, to to get it where I could run. And eventually, it just came to building a donut to where I was up on the balls of my feet pretty much the entire game. But it honestly, it didn't really bother you too much once you was out there playing. Yeah, oh, man. Shoot, how long did it take to heal? Uh, no, honestly, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I really can't remember to be exact, but probably like a week or two. I mean, it, it was honestly oh, okay. a pretty fast kill. Um We was able to, um, you know, get it to Calis over pretty fast. I mean, it still is uh, it is uh, the same shape or feel of my other hill, but it, it's good enough. Oh My yes. goodness. We will
0: be right back with our second segment with Trevin Pendleton in just a minute. Let's jump to the Rose Bowl. You had, like I said, two catches, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, huge every, – obviously, every touchdown in that game ended up being a huge touchdown. Uh, I want to start with a question. How aware of are you of the gif of you
1: scoring that touchdown? Have you ever seen it? Yes, yeah, I have. I've had uh, quite a few people send it to me. Uh, okay. Don't really know <laughs> – to this day, I really don't know what the kick was about. I guess I was anticipating getting hit a little bit, yeah. Um, so I just was making sure I got up there level with the ball so I could catch it. But I'm not really sure what that was about. But uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm not the best dancer in the world.
2: I would say you're the greatest. Are you kidding me? Come
0: on. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so um, like,
2: game ahead. planning for that game, did you know that you were going to be touching the rock at all? I mean, obviously twice isn't a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but for a guy like you and your position, it is. Was that ever talked about in the game plan or was that just happened organically throughout the game?
1: Well, I mean, we, we knew that uh, we knew that with the, the scheme that they run defensively, that we'd have a lot of check down opportunities um, because they're going to kind of show everything, keep everything in front of them. So you knew the potential was there to touch the ball. You didn't know really what situation. Um, and then, obviously, power is a staple of our offense. Uh, so, the power passes, you know, what we scored on there on the touchdown. So, it's just, <laughs> a, uh, it's just a little wrinkle off that. So, you know, you always have the ability to run that in short yardage. So, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, every game plan, you kind of know how heavily involved you're going to be. But then, again, once it gets rolling, you don't know how heavily involved you're going to be. Just – the way that the game plays out and the the adjustments that they make to take away some things that allow other things to be open. And uh, you're just going to play to what what's working, kind of like the hot hand. Um, you know, there's times where we, we go into a game and our playbook's a certain way and that's what we think we're going to script. And, you know, we end up running a uh, majority of our plays a different scheme, whether it's that gap scheme, the zone scheme, and then we're going to play action off of it or uh, – you know, whether it's drop-back passes instead. Um, So just really, you never really know, um, but, you know, I guess at the same time you always know that the ability is there for you to be involved.
0: One more Rose Bowl question, and then, Matt, you can move us on to uh, Michigan in 2015. Um, Trevin, you are, like we said, a grinder, fullback, unsung hero type who does dirty work, Um, and then you find yourself standing in the end zone, in the Rose Bowl, catching a touchdown pass from Connor, Kirk, Connor Cook en route to the school's first Rose Bowl win in decades. What did that feel like? Like What was that moment like when you realized you caught it, you kicked, you landed, and then what? Like What's going through your
1: mind? I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I think it took a few days to set in. Um, <laughs> and, you know, everyone says that because the moment, the nostalgia of everything, but mine was more or less – I don't know if you remember early in the game, I had a terrible personal foul to mm-hmm. where I didn't even know if I was going to get put back in the game. Um, that's, that's You know, our coaches were not very happy with me. Uh so, you know, I, I was still just trying to do everything in my power to overcome that and get back in the good graces a little bit. So I don't think it set in for a few days with me.
2: <laughs> and to move along to the 2015 Michigan game here, um, which, I'm, again, we're going to call a touchdown, 75 yards. As Will put it when we were texting earlier, anytime a fullback runs more than 20 yards, that's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. That touchdown. Is 100% a touchdown. So not only did you score four touchdowns throughout your career, but three of them were absolutely clutch. You catch the ball you guys are now down two scores with less than 10 minutes to play. You catch the ball, you turn around. Did you know right then and there that that was going to be a home run play and you were going to go 75 yards and bring the ball to the goal line? Or were you just kind of thinking, oh, okay, well, here's 10 yards. We'll see how far this takes me.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, going all the way back to game planning, coach has done a great job with that. Um, You know, as, as coaches, we always say, there's two ways that we can scheme you very easy. It's if you always do something or you never do something, and we found out on film that they always uh, run a certain coverage to to that set. And uh, we knew in practice it was kind of weird that our guys who aren't really used to running that style of coverage covered the play every time. So our scout team covered it every time, and coach was like, "Trust me, it'll be open. Trust me, it'll be open." <laughs> so we just kept, you know, kept trying it. It was never open in practice. So come game time, uh, you know, kind of knew that the safety would be the guy to cover me if anyone was. And uh, when I le- leaked out of the back zone, I saw the safety buzz down. So I knew right then I was open. And then uh, th- those are the hardest catches to make when you're wide open. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I all took an hour and a half to get to me. And then, uh, you know, obviously once. Once I uh, secured it, I was just like, run, just whatever, just run. <laughs> yeah, you were making so, – like, it
0: was not um, – it, it was a fine display for someone who doesn't touch the ball often. Like we said, 13 catches. You showed out pretty well in that one. You took it 74 yards, and it's not like I mean, a, a good space of grasp, but you were moving and you were shaking and you were making moves. Like, what's going through your mind there? Is it just get as far as I can, as fast as I can?
1: Uh, Honestly, uh, you know, I played running back my entire life. So I was very Mm -hmm. comfortable with the ball in my hand. That's my biggest thing. Uh, And honestly, I was thinking score. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If I got to to touch the ball, I was going to try to score every time. I didn't care. (laughs) And One of the most fun parts of the next week
2: in tailgating was just going, talking to strangers and being like, hey, where were you for the Jalen Watch Jackson game? I mean, the, the whole aura around East Lansing that following week was incredible. That was just random fans, random strangers. From a player on the sidelines, what was that play like from your vantage point? I I have to know.
1: Well, honestly, uh, kind of a little backstory. I mean, I guess a lot of people don't think about it. Everyone thinks, like, you're sitting there on the sideline glued, uh, you know, watching everything. But we came off the – we we was walking off the field after the fourth down um, stop and just kind of hanging our heads. And Coach D's like, we got this. We got this. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, there is no way. I mean, like, (laughs) in my head. So – I'm uh, I'm sitting on the sideline and kind of just hanging my head, and there's some Michigan fan. I'm actually with Connor Cook, and uh, there's some Michigan fan just giving us up one side and down the other right behind us, just calling us out by name, and just, you know, I mean, it just felt like the weight of the world on you. And then uh, all of a sudden you hear a big gasp and a big roar, and I couldn't even (laughs) see because all the players on the sideline. So I'm looking up at the jumbo screen, and I'm – at first, I'm not gonna lie. I'm screaming, "Run out of bounds! Run out of bounds! Run out of bounds!" Team, yes. That was, was chance to kick it. And you saw the clock strike zero, and I'm just like, "Go score! Go score! Go score!" I mean, it just and then, I mean, it was just wild. We were, we was running, ran up, jumped in the uh, jumped in the uh, parents section, was celebrating with our families, and I mean, it was crazy. But even going back a little further, no one knows. Uh, kind of just unreal coach d always uh, he'd make a stop getting off the bus and we'd close our eyes and he's like stop guys um and he's counts down from 10 he's like those 10 seconds everything you visualize there and those 10 seconds are gonna make the difference in this game wow. and uh and correct me if i'm wrong i could be wrong on it but uh pretty sure that the the, uh, the play happened somewhere right around 10 seconds on, 10 the, seconds on the
2: dot yep, yep. yeah <laughs> you know what? that that's a that's a great story i had no idea Yes. Did either yeah, you or Connor look just... back after that play? Did either of you guys just check on that fan for a hot second, or or was it just straight to the parent <laughs> section?
1: It was just it was just go celebrate with our teammates. Fair. All like, right, I think, yeah, I think I think they're going to be licking their own wounds. We didn't have to rub salt in them too much. <laughs> That's a great point, there
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, last game we want to talk about here is one of I don't know. It's like it might be my favorite Michigan State football game ever because to this day I I it just doesn't make sense. You guys go into Ohio State without starting quarterback Connor Cookies hurt, two backup quarterbacks, splitting time, running uh, an old-school Veer offense, which was beautiful. The defense is incredible, and you stun Ohio State on the road, and you had a catch for a touchdown. And I, we've talked about all the great plays you made, but, like, back, shoulder, make the catch, spin, find the pylon, and hit it, like – that was legit, like, incredible. Like, just take me through that play, what you remember from it. Like, that was such a good play from you and from Con-
1: – or I don't remember. Who threw it? Tyler? Tyler. Or Con- yeah, yeah. You know, uh, obviously, you know, being from Ohio, it's like you hear the play called. And, I mean, like, I was the tag drought in it. So, obviously, I'm the main look in that, in that set. And uh, hear the play called. And being from Ohio, you're like – just go make a play. I mean, you you know, you know, you got a lot of people there from your hometown and a lot of family and friends. Uh, You definitely, the last thing you want to do is drop a ball. So, you know, you got to, you got to feel like you got to make a play. And then um, the motion showed us that they were in man coverage uh, and then tried to just get lost in the shuffle. And Josh Perry hesitated for just a second. And Tyler O'Connor threw a great ball and um, was just fortunate enough to, to make a play. Honestly, I think we may have had the same crew as the Michigan game. And I thought my, we went to booth review and I thought if they take this one away from me, I'm going to be sick. I was like, you know, uh, but, but fortunately they didn't. Um, but you know, that game, even going back to, you know, the team hotel before the game, um, I, we was up there talking as captains that game. Uh, and, you know, all four of the captains for the game was from Ohio seniors. Um, mm-hmm. And just, just again it's like the michigan game Uh, we had so many ohio guys on the team too that that game means so much to them Uh, i told the guys i was like i'm gonna be honest with you i i can never move home if i lose i mean i gotta go (laughs) to a different state so so it was definitely it was definitely nice and um you know that's the one thing i will say about michigan state and uh, our years there is it's it's a brotherhood i mean it is and i know people say that and it kind of is cliche but it is, and it's a uh, it, you know we'll be the first one to rip and cut on each other still to this day guys that we ain't talked to for a year. I mean when it, it's like you know you pick right up and like we well, never left off. But I can promise you no one else is gonna talk about us. Uh, you know we 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 stick together and it's been a great ride. Uh, you know outside of football it's been a great ride in life and having them guys as brothers forever.
0: All right, our third and final segment with Trevin Pendleton is coming up in just a minute.
2: Can you take us through the field goal? That Michael Geiger kick from your vantage point from the sidelines.
1: Um, You know, obviously on the sideline, everyone's like, I hope this goes through. But, uh, you know, from from the guys that were actually on the field, it's kind of weird. We all was like right there real close together. And our whole mindset was if it goes to overtime, it don't matter. We're still going to win. But obviously got a ton of faith in Geiger. And he and he banged it through, he's a Ohio guy too, so he you know he had a lot on line with it but um you know, it was like in the third quarter, and uh you could just see their their demeanor kind of changed, and on the sideline, they were all huddled up around their heater, and I'm like, man, this is like a you know september a September day in Michigan, I'm like this is a- <laughs> yeah, right we we were all fine, they were huddled up by the heater, and their kind of demeanor was flat, we were I mean, you could tell early on. And, like, then even in the fourth quarter, we're making that drive. And, you know, as a few plays before it, one of their D tackles, um, I mean, a guy I've known forever, I won't call him out by name, one of Ohio State's D tackles, he's like, uh, walking back to Huddle, he's like, man, he's like, you guys, you guys are playing great. He's like, you guys are beating up on us. And it's kind of just <laughs> like, okay, I mean, like the wheels are falling off here. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, it was definitely that, – that, that whole last two minutes of that game and hearing those things and seeing their demeanor – it was something that, uh, that really I will cherish for the rest of my life, being, uh, being, being from Ohio, uh, but playing against the Buckeyes. And, you know, now, fortunate enough, I'm coaching the number one inside linebacker in the country, but he's committed to Ohio State. So I've been yeah. up around the staff <laughs> a few times. But I actually ran into Coach Meyer up there and, uh, introduced myself, and he's like, uh, you know, one of the other coaches kinda of knew the backstory and started to tell him. He's like, Oh no, he's like, I remember, I know who it is. So, <laughs> like, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was definitely something that uh you can walk your head up uh, you know, you can have your head, hold your head up high and be proud of uh yeah. Knowing that we went into Ohio State that day. Uh what some people would consider undermanned, but we wouldn't. Um, you know, obviously for sure. Everyone on our everyone on our team prepares for that moment and those guys, Damon Terry and Tyler O'Connor stepped up and played huge and Everyone else around them stepped up and played great.
0: Anytime you can get into a football conversation with Urban Meyer and have him be like, you, like you did something right uh, in football. Last thing here, uh, we've had a really good time talking to you and, and it's, we're running long, so I want to get you out of here, Trevin. Uh, but we have to ask you about the Iowa game, the Big Ten Championship. Just We can even focus on just that last drive from someone who was there, like, Can you just tell me what that was like, Uh, 20 plays, 17 hours, I believe the official time was on the game clock uh, for the drive
1: length. Just like what was that like? You know, that that drive was kind of crazy. You know, it was just a a combination of things. Like, you know, we worked all year for that. I actually ended up uh, partially tearing my MCL the week before in the Penn State game, but, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jack, Allen was beat up like a lot of the seniors just beat up and struggling towards the end of the year. And we hadn't really had a uh, a whole lot of momentum in the game. And uh, I remember getting in the huddle and us kind of just looking at each other and being like, it's go time. Like we got to mount the drive right here and we got to put this game away. Now, I don't think at that point, anyone ever thought it'd be 22 plays and nine <laughs> minutes long, but it, it was a, it was an unreal, it was an unreal feeling. Um, and, you know, we, we, like I said, like the game plan, a lot of wrinkles changing. I mean, like we is doing stuff that I mean, I I played receiver one play in the in the at <laughs> the block that Desmond King. I mean, we were just doing things uh, uh really put the ball in our best playmakers' hands. You know, Connor, Burbridge, uh, L.J., Gerald. Um, you know, the, the guys that really gave us the best shot to win at that time. And and I mean, it was just a total team effort. There that last play of the game. Uh, you know, obviously L.J. just gutting it out. Jack went in motion. You got an All American. Uh, center going in motion in the backfield. <laughs> yeah, he's going to attract a lot of attention. And then you know, LJ just made a great play. It was, I mean, it was phenomenal. And just seeing, uh, seeing him fight for that extra. We always talk about that extra inch, fight for that extra inch, and just seeing him fight for that was, uh, was great. Did you, sorry, sorry, Matt, did you did you say partially torn meniscus? You had no, it's the MCL.
0: MCL, I okay. Got it like
1: the, I think the first quarter of the Penn State game, I never had luck against Penn State. Got knocked <laughs> out cold once on the opening kickoff. And Jeez. I mean, I yeah, Penn State was kind of my heely my heel there. I, I never really had any luck with them. But honestly, I don't know. I don't know how bad it was. I don't think it was near as bad as – I mean, it, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I was practicing again by Wednesday. So, yeah, I mean, playing In on it – no, no, that ain't good. I mean we got great training staff and they they had us back and they had a brace on it and it really didn't yeah. give me any problems. More than anything the brace gave me problems more than the actual knee itself. So um yeah. but no, no they I can tell you lot. there's a lot tougher guys on that team than me and uh, and they help me out every day in practice.
2: Just to go back to the end of the drive really quick. So on second and goal, for the record, if our listeners want to go back and rewatch that play, Trevin, you laid the wood and I, that probably should have been a touchdown, but it wasn't anyway. You guys went into a huddle on was a timeout. It, was it on the ISO? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Laid the wood um, on him. I, yeah. I, what, what were you question? now I'm sorry. No, all good. And then you guys had a timeout and you went into the huddle before that third and goal play where LJ finally did score. During that huddle, what was the message to the team or what was said before you guys took the field with third and goal and possibly fourth and goal to go for, the, with the season
1: on the line, really? Honestly, uh, I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of conversations going on. Um, and, you know, we talked about what play were we going to run. Were we, uh, we going to run play action? Were we going to try to run the – were we going to try to, you know, just go ahead and score like on a run play? Uh, were we going to go for it on fourth down? And uh, I can't remember exactly – I don't want to speak out to him, but I'm pretty sure we decided to run the ball because if we didn't get it, we was going for it on fourth down. What um, was our was – our, what we ended up deciding to go with there as our final answer, I guess. Uh, right. But, you know, um, obviously it was a great play call, and, you know, anytime you can put the ball in the hands of one of your best playmakers uh, and just let him take over, and you can get him one-on-one with a guy. Day's going to win 99% of the time, and he was able <laughs> to do that. Yeah,
0: for sure. You got it like one on three eventually. Um, Trevin Pendleton (laughs) eventually. I mean, they were good enough, but like once it starts to scramble and break down, then it's just mad chaos and get to the end zone, which he did, uh, thankfully. Trevin Pendleton, uh, former Michigan State fullback, um, explosive, incredible playmaker, better yards per catch than some of the great MSU receivers (laughs) that we've seen over the last decade. Uh, This was really fun, man. Thanks so much for doing it. Um, Thanks for the time. Sorry, we dragged on a little bit long. We hope everything's good and uh, going well for you down uh, with your coaching career. That's really great um, for you. And we we hope you can get back on the field soon. We hope we can all get out of our home uh, and that everyone uh, is safe and healthy uh,
1: with you. Okay, man. Thank you guys. Hopefully, hopefully uh, this does subside pretty fast and, we got a pretty good group return and we unfortunately lost in the state championship this year. Um, so we got a pretty good group return. So we're excited about that as a staff, but hopefully this, uh, this subsides so we can get back to action soon. Thank you guys for having me on. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Hey, and time, that, man.
0: Yeah. Thanks. And good luck uh, with this season. Thank you guys. All right, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Locked On Spartans. Thanks to Trevin again for joining us. Really enjoyed uh, talking with him and reminiscing on some really great memories uh, of Michigan State football. We will be back next week with a full week of shows getting ready for the NFL draft. Uh, We've got a couple. We've got some feelers out, some lines. We've casted some lines. We're looking to uh, reel in some. NFL draft experts, some people who know these prospects, know what the draft stock is, where someone might be uh, drafted, if they're going to get drafted. So look for that on a couple of shows next week. Thanks so much for listening this week to Locked on Spartans. We'll be back next week on Monday, bright and early. As always, reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We will see you Monday.